you know, I found that the most liberating thing for me is to actually encourage people to try other people. And I think it opens up this vast palette of people and it complements you. Because when we try to be all things to people, we actually put ourselves on a pedestal and we, we will end up feeling miserably because you'll never be that. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Evans, welcome back to Questionably Awesome. This is your show and it's your time to shine. Thank you so much for having me on your program today. (laughs) It's like NPR. Welcome back to EYH, where we're going to discuss things that are boring. (laughs) Boring. But we have to talk like this. You have to do one of these voices. That's right. Very relaxed. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater sweater weather. Sweater weather. (laughs) Sweater weather. Oh, I want to be on Saturday Night Live. Wouldn't that have been fun? Yes. Do you know what? I hate to say this because I really hate to start off with like a a gray cloud, but we really missed our calling for being on Saturday Night Live. Really did. There's still time if, if Lauren Michaels wants to call us. We're available. Yeah, I think so too. And as much as I love your Patagonia caller, it's rubbing on your microphone right now. Oh, there you go. Here. Thank you. Let me do this. Oh, striptease. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm guys, naked now. See, guys, she's totally in the buff. Um, but it's normal because like when you're a podcaster, you can't let anything rock you. You need to no. stay steady. I don't know what When you're steady. dedicated to your craft, you just do what you have to do. You know, she's totally nude and she is going to talk about topics that are important. That's what we do on the show. Um, If you can't already tell, if you've been listening to the podcast, this one is a slight venture um, Mm -hmm. off into a a left field of sorts. Um, It's perhaps a cornfield with a corn palace at the end. That's the type of field that we're in. Um, It's not serious. Sometimes it is. Actually, I really feel like we give some serious life nuggets. Yes, all the time. They're golden and crispy. Um, the, and they're dipped in honey and they are life nuggets that will propel you forward and release fears, gas, multiple things. Um, with that said, I do want to tell you that this comes with a warning that if you don't have a sense of humor, it is not your time to listen to this. This is not your time. Yeah. And if you have a good sense of humor, not your time to listen to this. (laughs) If you're in the middle, you can stay. Yeah. This is a very different different flavor for everybody. And and you know what's so great, Evans, is when I found you and, and when I realized I could make you laugh and you made me laugh constantly, I was like, yep, those are the people you need in your life to remind you of who you are and like remind oh, yeah. you of your authentic weirdness. How did weirdness get a bad rap? Like I remember being called weird in middle school all of the time. Like I was always called weirdo. 
I wish I would have known what a compliment that was because I was like, why am I so weird? Like, why is my person? I think in I think in weird jokes at all times, like even when I'm being serious or teaching something serious or showing up like very serious in life, there's always a joke that I am dying to tell in the back of my mind. And I love those jokes. <laughs> well, you do because um, it's your flavor, you know? And yeah. everybody's got a different flavor. Have you ever been with someone who people are like, they're so funny. And you're like, I'm not seeing it because it's yes. just a different flavor of humor for me. I really yes. think that my humor was created right around the time that Dumb and Dumber came out. Like that would probably be my humor. Some people do not like that humor at all. Yeah, some people don't. And that's okay. They can watch something else. Yeah, totally. And they can totally stay far away from me. Just kidding. I love all people. I love all humors. Um, but you just find your own and, and you enjoy it a little bit more. And that's okay too. Okay, so with that yes. said, I want to know about what's been going on this past week in your life. How is How is puppy life? How is she? How's June? June is amazing. She's lost like three teeth this week, which is oh very God. exciting. Uh-huh. That's so fun to find their puppy teeth around. It's so weird. Adam wants to keep them. And I'm like, why are we going to keep these? Are that's you, gross. Okay. Serious question. Who's the sentimental one? Like who will be the one when you guys have kids, if you guys have kids, um, <laughs> that will be like, oh, let's, you know, let's keep their locks of hair after it's cut. And you're like, hell no. Get rid of that I think weird he crap. Will be. I think he, I think he will be more sentimental than I am. Like because I'm ready like to... a doll, like a fake doll <laughs> of your child. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about my mom still has a little ring box. This is so gross with baby teeth in them. Oh my God. See, there's is two that... kinds of people. Why? I'm like, mom, why do you have these? That's disgusting. This is like, I don't know, should be in a museum or something to study. It's so gross. And she's like, well, I, I don't have the heart to throw them away. I'm like, just throw them away. That's totally like Chris is sentimental. And it's so bad because I, I, I view the memory as the sentimental piece. I actually, I'm going to tell you where this came from. And I'd love to hear how you feel about it and love to hear what your take on this is because Okay. So I have a theory that because like I went through a bankruptcy with my family when I was younger and like watched mm -hmm. the pain that my mom went through of, of like, she was so attached to our home and things that she was in pain for years. And I remember her like, you know, always talking about it and kind of holding it against my dad. And I get it. Cause that was like her, you know, home and things and all of this stuff that she felt like was torn away from her. And I sure. think from that moment, I literally remember thinking like, I'm never going to attach myself to things because I don't want to go through that pain. And from then on out, it's it's almost like if I get too attached to things and this can be, you know, kind of dangerous too, because it's like, okay to be sentimental yeah. um, that I, I'll like, you know, I'll be like, nope, get rid of it. Nope. Don't need it. Uh, -uh don't, I don't need to even keep that photo. Like it's really, it's really bizarre. So I attach you know, memories and or I, I attach like sentiment to, to memories and I try to like go down memory lane more often. But some people like Chris is very, very attached to things like he like yeah. like his, um, you know, parents things or grandfather's things or things like that. And I do understand that. I, I get that like one or two things because, um, you know, there, there's like maybe a ring or something that my mom has that I feel really sentimental around. Yeah. Right. So tell me your take. Tell me your take. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I get in trouble with myself a lot because I'm one of those people like you where if I just want to clean it out, like mm -hmm. we don't need this, we don't need this anymore, but I do keep letters. Those mm -hmm. are the things like I cannot throw a Christmas card away. Yeah. Why? I just don't want to. They make me happy. 
Yeah. You know what? I, I keep, I keep letters as well, but what I did that I regret, um, I don't have a lot of regrets, but I would have loved this. Um, I used to write a lot and I also like used to write letters to my girlfriends and they would write me and to one of my first boyfriends who is now unfortunately passed away. But I would have loved to have kept like those first like love letters to see what what we all said and what that looked like. But what I did throughout my life was, and I I get it. Like, we don't want to keep things like that. And you know what I mean? Some of Mm -hmm. us do, some of us don't. Like once we like broke up and we broke up like kind of in a miserable way, um, it's like, I just got rid of, I like burned everything, literally burned it, like letters, pictures, all of those things. And now I'm like, you know, looking back, those are such big parts of your life that it's kind of like, oh my God, I kind of burned eight years of my life. Like that he was one yeah. of the the consistent memories in my life. And when you look at it, it's kind of like that was a really developmental phase of your life. So that is one thing that I wish I wouldn't have done like sentimental around because Chris is so like, I don't care what he has from old girlfriends. His his past girlfriends made him who he is. Like and if he was like holding right. on to things and looking at him daily, that'd be real, <laughs> real weird. That um, would be a little But if weird. it's like a couple things in a box that were a part of you, I would have loved to read his letters right now and kind of like make fun of him. That'd be so much fun. Like in looking back at how cute he was, like saying sweet things to whoever it was, like that would be great. I agree. I think it's <laughs> like, so wouldn't that be funny to see what things. Adam wrote? Like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like he probably was taking, like turning the Polaroid on himself, the Polaroid camera and taking pictures of his short shorts. Like, like a selfie. He 100% was. And being like, hey, just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you in my short shorts. (laughs) It was funny because when we were in Indiana for like, I know this is so off topic. Yeah, we're really on a really good topic right now. So please don't don't stray. (laughs) But when we were in Indiana during the first part of quarantine, we would go on morning walks and his high school and college girlfriend lives in that area. <laughs> we would run into her like every morning. And I wish I could, I should just like interview her and be like, so what was it like? Like, what, what are his memories? I want to know. Oh, hi, Adam. We're just talking about you. Speak of the devil. You can't hear me. So that's good. Hey, I just came in the room dancing. It's like, that is the best. We just, it's just the best. Um, yeah. So married anyway, life is going well. It's looking like married life is going well. One day at a time, Lori. One day at a time. Yeah. You know, I saw the best quote. It was like, just take it one, oh my effing God, are you kidding me at a time? <laughs> I was like, I've had those days, you know, and you just got to yep. take it one of those at a time. So, Evans, do you have a quote? Oh, yeah. Because um, I think that's what we do. I don't really know. Yes, we do quotes. And um, I found one from Oprah. And I don't know why I picked this. This is whatever. It says, turn your wounds into wisdom. Oh, I love that. I love that because that's the only thing that we can do. Yeah. Right. There's always, there's always like two choices. You can let it disempower you or you can let it make you stronger. Amen. Yeah. Make that wound into a nice hard scar tissue, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Nothing's good. It's not you you really don't like hurt that scar tissue twice. Oh, good point. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good point, Evans, but thanks for the vote of confidence. Okay. <laughs> My quote is from the book that I'm reading 
um, The Big Leap, still reading it. Um, love it. I feel like I'm selling so many books for this human right now. The Okay, it's by Gay Hendricks. And his quote is, there's so many here. Which one do I want to read? Okay. Yeah, yeah, here it is. In my life, I've discovered that if I cling to the notion that something's not possible, I'm arguing in favor of my limitation. And if I argue for my limitations, I get to keep them. What are you arguing? For? Do you know what I'm going to turn this into? An Evans Aww, moment, and I'm going to then I'm going to turn it into a me moment. Um, <laughs> take this moment to shine, Evans. What is a limitation that you're arguing to keep? Oh gosh, I have so many. I love to keep <laughs> myself down. <laughs> it's just—it's my favorite day of the week. It's my favorite morning of the week. I mean, I love my husband. But he can't get me going like this. So it's, it's the least I can do. <laughs> um, what are my limitations? Oh, I get really limited in thinking about career work life. Like, oh, I have to do this. I have to have this type of job and be just like, Ugh, like just working on typing. Yeah. You know, you need and to be typing more, Evans. Type more. But you know that like, I have this weird thing where I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to be working these hours of every single day. And Interesting. It's, and it's not like, oh, you know, sometimes you can just get your work done in two hours. Mm. It's okay if you can do that. That's so interesting. So what's the limitation that you're trying to keep? I think it's, sorry if you hear June drinking water in the background. Right I don't. Now. Um, <laughs> I think it's that you maybe... Um, not allowing myself to be free to try mm-hmm. other things. And oh, snap. Oh, yeah. That's pretty deep. And you About realize that. that you're doing it. Yep. I know completely that I'm doing it. Yeah. You're like, I need to type more so that I don't have to think about the fact that I'm not creating my paper company and doing all of the creative things that I meant to. Yep. That's, that's a exactly tough it. argument to be in with yourself every day. So there's got to be like an inner fight on the daily. Yes. Yes. I I don't know why. Why do we do these things to ourselves? I mean, I do it all the time. Like right now, there's a couple emails that I want to be sending and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go do something else, like clean out the rest of my inbox. That's not important right now. Instead of sending this huge needle moving email that Mm -hmm. could be sent because I'm afraid of getting rejected. Yes. I'm afraid of looking like I'm I'm asking too much or, or think that I'm too much or bugging someone or... Oh, here's what it is. I'm afraid this person will think that I've only been in this relationship because I want I wanted this outcome to happen. And that is not the case at all. But also, aren't we intentional with our relationships? And isn't the thing, the outcome that you want to happen a good thing for everyone? Yes. Like you're doing it because you see how it could benefit everyone and everything. So I just think that we think too much. I think so too. And I've really been enjoying listening to that book, Winging It. Oh my God. Tell me what you think. Oh, that is a, okay. I'm about halfway through now. Yep. And I just love her whole attitude about everything in life. Mm-hmm. It's, it, she never seems to have that little, her voice seems to always tell her like, why, why couldn't I do this? Yes. Why wouldn't I try this? Why mm-hmm. can't it be me? What? A, and just, she literally just wings it. She decides something and she's like, I'm just going to try it. and. See what happens. 
It's so good. It's like, is it like lighting a fire in you? Yes. It just makes you realize that all the little things that you are overanalyzing in your mind and you're like, oh, I could never do that. That could never be me. Just freaking do it Uh because the worst that could happen is not that bad. So I'm going to need you to finish that book. And then I'm going to need you to read The Big Leap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to read The Big Leap. And then I'm going to need you to start your paper company because I am okay. buying cards at a rapid rate. The holidays for light are just pink. around the corner. It's not even about the holidays. Don't You will never get a holiday card from me. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> Some people are like, that, but that's how I... Like even in, even in Winging It, she talks about how important that is for her. That's how she keeps up her relationships. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try to stretch into that. I will keep up my relationships in a different form. But mm-hmm. for me, holiday cards, that, that would actually feel like you slowly cutting off my fingers. It's not, not going to be how I show you my love. So, um, but I will use, but I do send other cards. Yeah. You send very nice cards. Like I love sending just thoughtful cards for nothing or around your birthday. But for some reason, I think because holidays to me, it feels like you're just supposed to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's so weird. I I don't know why I have this. Like I, I love getting the holiday cards. Yeah, so, it's okay that you don't want to write them. It's okay. Okay, thank you. Um, it's <laughs> feeling really stressed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a minute to remind you how important it is to have a fast comeback rate from the failures in life and in business. It's as crucial in business as it is in health. So if you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every single job description. Whether you're ready to make your next important hire or you need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash happy. This is their best offer that you are going to find anywhere. So go right now to indeed.com slash happy terms and conditions apply offer valid through December 31st. Yeah. So I'm waiting for your paper because I actually think there's a really big void for really cute girly cards. They all look like they're all super bedazzled and it's all about shop. They all have shopping bags on the front cover. Like all we do is shop till we drop and drink champagne. I love that. But could we also put some like, could we put something a little more funny or some deeper like elements into how we feel about each other through cards? Like, or funnier, just go straight funny. Yeah. Like we, we're not shopping till we drop and everything is not about wine. It is, but. It is, but we don't need more cards about it. Right. Like you make the wine glass smaller, make something else bigger, you know? And also, We've got bigger goals. Like throw a couple Bentleys on the cover of that card, you know? Put us in the Bentleys. I don't even know if we want Bentleys. I don't think that we do. Um, <laughs> I met someone the other day. Their dog's name was Bentley. And, and I was like, oh, that's so cute. She's like, yeah, so I own a Bentley. So there you go. No, <laughs> yeah, that is such a California moment. It was such a California moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I own a Bentley. 
Of course you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you were going to say something. I cut you off. I don't even remember. Um, I can I can give you a, a review of the week, though. That's really nice. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Um, oh, man, this is so nice. <laughs> well, this is from Chrissy Mendelson. Lori and Evans feel like the sisters I never had. Oh, oh my God. We are. Sissy. <gasps> Sissy, <Sister>. Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy Sissy, I have been following Lori for a long time. Her outlook and wisdom helped me through some of the hardest times in my life. Then came Evans and this duo was the absolute best. They are the sisters you wish you had. Honest, hilarious, and insightful. These two bring you self-development, decorated, and laughter. I look forward to every episode. Thank you for always showing up. Oh, wow. my Lord. Sissy Chrissy, we just feel like we are the triple duo. Um Come join us. We'll have, we'll have a morning coffee chat. Um, yeah, bring your bathrobe. I don't know why, because I'm always in a bathrobe. Evans is always yeah. looking cute. I'm always in a bathrobe. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for that raving review of the week. You've made our entire day. Um, and Evans, do we have cues? Do we have questions? Yes, they're about collaboration. <gasps> with Sissy yeah, Casey. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Oh man, where do we even start with Uh-oh. these? Okay. Um, oh, this is an interesting question from at the Megan Auto. Megan wants to know how do you approach or go about asking a brand or influencer to collaborate? Do you pitch them, win them over, charm them? Mm. Oh, so good. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's all about a relationship and also. In order to collaborate with someone, there's no way for you to collaborate with them until you know what's in it for them. Um, So if you're pitching, you're actually trying to pitch in a way of not selling yourself, which is important, actually. It's not a time to not brag. It's actually time to brag in a beautiful way. Um, uh, But you're going to start with the pitch being what's in it for them. So, And you can't just guess what's in it for them. You actually have to kind of study what they are up to, what their goals are right now. Are they promoting a podcast, a book? Are they promoting a product? Are they, you know, are they um, really trying to give back to a certain charity that they're in love with? Um, You know, what's going on in their life right now? So I think ultimately though, it's about a relationship. Um, You're going to just show up on their radar. So I know you can't just be like, hey, let's be friends, somebody maybe at another level. Um, But what's going to happen is you do need to start showing up. So whether you have to remind yourself, you know, three times a week to go comment on their stuff or share whatever they have, um, or if you have any groups that you're a leader of, like share their book in there, share what they're doing, highlight them as a a guest, make sure people go and, and not a guest, highlight them as maybe, I don't know, make people go follow them, all of the things. you notice that. Like I notice when people do that. And and all of a sudden it's really funny because then I'll meet people a year or two later, like maybe at the Bliss Project or something. And they're like, hey, I'm Tracy. I don't know if you know who I am. I always comment and share your stuff. I'm like, oh my God, yes, we talk all the time. Like, I feel like I know you, like it actually feels that way. And so if she were to ask me something like, hey, and this has definitely happened, um, hey, would you forward my new book that I'm working on? Now, if you just asked me out of the blue and said, I've followed you forever, I really love you, but I've never seen you, right? Like, would you forward my book? I'd be like, you know what? I only do this if I know that I, like, if I kind of like know somebody's presence and what they're about and I'll only do it if I know who you are and what you're, like what you stand for. Because what if you right. stand for something totally different than I do and all of a sudden I'm, I, my name is now attached to your book forever, 
Um, so if they, if I've seen them and looked at their stuff and feel like I know this person, oh my God, she's all about supporting women. And I see how she shows up. I'll probably say yes right there. If I've, you know, if you've been on my radar and I have said yes right there. Um, and I've said no right there. Like I, I, I can't do it unless I actually like have known you for a while. Um, so I think that's a really good point of, it's about, oh, this Emma talks about this all the time in her book. Now that we're talking about, you know, Emma's the topic for right now. She has no idea because um, we're all listening to her book. But she just spoke into our mastermind and was saying, by the time you need a relationship, it's too late. So make the relationships Ooh. now, like start getting on the radars now, um, start giving and showing up on people who you like really want to emulate, who you, who have given back to you. We forget like, where do we begin? Well, begin with the people who have poured into you. Like, you know, is it your mentors? Yeah. Is it people whose podcasts you listen to? Is it books? Is it, what is that? And how can you show up for them? Um, never underestimate how those people need you. Um, and how much they probably love you and how they would love to hear from you because their mission is you like they, you have to show up in order for them to live in their, in their mission, which is probably some sort of service, whether it's teaching you about business or books or whatever. Um, so I think it's all about relationships first. And then it is about, you know, then, then pitching. And if, if before the relationship, you do have something that's really valuable to that person, um, like if someone came to me right now and they had a really large community of women um, or super loyal women and they were like, hey, I would love to share your product into this group. But what I would love is maybe if you came in for, you know, 15 minutes or share, you know, sent me some of your product. Um, I would look at that if it was a large group of very loyal women who they knew would would purchase without knowing the person. Right. So you have to kind right. of know what their goals are and where they're at. Yeah. You have to do some research and think about, it's all about supporting each other and your, and, and look, maybe looking for someone who's kind of in line with your value system too. Million percent. I think that's probably the most important thing is first saying, you know, don't get in, don't get, uh, like too caught up in the shine. Like really look at, is this someone who is just like you said, like who is in your value system? That's huge. Like who shares those same values. I love that. Me too. You want another one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, oh, I was man. swallowing coffee. This is another... Just like Wait, go off the air. How's your coffee intake this week? Are you still doing a fourth of a cup? Yeah, totally. What? I And I feel so good. You do? Yes. I think I'm sleeping better. Dang it. I was hoping you were not going to say this. I know. I was hoping I would not stay with it. No, but I'm fooling myself because I'm adding hot water to it. Like it tastes the same to me pretty much. It's a little watery, but you kind of yeah. get used to it. And you know, it's really nice to not be in that like frantic worry mode because as much as I was addicted to the frantic, it's very addicting. Like flying around and yeah. being all freaked out and like hopping up on life and like, ah, I feel so good. But then also at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, things could go terribly wrong. Oh my God, what if bananas gets out of the house and runs in the road today? What? Where did that thought come from? Like, I will think of the scariest shit and throw it into my like good moment because I'll just like Big Leap says, I will upper limit myself. It's like, oh, you're feeling good and you're feeling joy. Why don't you throw a crimp in that right now? Like, why don't you put a stick in your spokes and fly off into a tree and break your neck? Like, that's literally how the brain works. <laughs> 
I do that too. I'll be like uh-huh. on a walk and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get abducted right now. <laughs> you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, you're get- okay. You're all right. Like you have your tracking device. I don't know if you do, but. It's 12 p.m. You're in a neighborhood. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> this is you're why I don't watch murder shows. No, I try not to either. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No. Are you kidding? That was really valuable. Here's another question for you. Let's do it. Um, This is from at uh, Donig Morris. How do you overcome the fear that collaborators in the same space as you are your competition? Oh, Oh, so good. Oh my God. So good. Okay. This is really interesting because this is going to get a little woo, little woo on you. What's her name again? I love woo. Um, I think it's Donig Morris. I'm probably mispronouncing. Well, I'm not going to try to say your name, but it's a beautiful, lovely name. And I'm so grateful that you gave the question. Um, So, okay, here's, here's where we go. When you're coming from a place of fear and you're going to collaborate with someone, it is attracting potentially something to go wrong. And I just... I just feel like until you can be like accepting that something could go wrong and like, whatever, I know what my intentions are until you come with such clean intentions. And if you're like, I'm not sure, you got to go for it anyway. Like the beginning actions of this are all going to, they're going to feel scary. Um, And you might attract someone who steals something of yours. Big deal. At the end of the day, if you can be the person who's like, you know what? I'm, I want to just live in my mission ultimately. And I want to collaborate with people and I want to live this type of life and be this type of person. I'm not saying let people walk all over you, but I am saying like, okay, if somebody, let's just say you wrote this beautiful website and you took months on it and someone stole like your whole like sales copy. Okay. So they stole your whole sales copy. What do you yeah. want to do? Do you want to spend the next three months suing them? Or do you want to just kind of like let them know, Hey, you know, this happened. Um, it's, it's kind of like, what do you want to spend your energy on? And, you know, you can call them out. You could get a lawyer, you can do all of those things. And and that's what we fear with collaborating, right? Like someone's going to steal my stuff and get credit for it. All right, great. So if they get credit for it, what's going to happen? Like what? You're so pissed because you didn't get the credit. That's just our ego talking truly. And of course there's a place where it's like cease and desist. Like this was my property, especially if it was in a book or something like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, even that, you guys, I have seen so many quotes from my book thrown up without my name or my book around it. And it's like, if I took, this happens to everyone, by the way, like Evans, yeah. people have probably taken your stuff from this podcast. And I wish I was like joking, but it's it's great. Like, and then used it and like, they claimed your jokes. Unbelievable. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my attorney. Or instead you're like, oh my God, like, I just got to become a little piece of their life. That's so cool. So there's some people right now who probably don't understand this concept yet or get it. But if you're going to be out there, like it's, it's natural. People are going to want to take and be a part of what, what you've done. And they're going to do that by recycling it or saying it in their own way, or just straight up taking it and not giving you any credit. And I just feel like, where do you want to put your energy? And that stops us from collaborating I'm not saying that you keep collaborating with someone who does that. You don't. That's where you just say, okay, that's actually not, that's not my person, but that's what we're fearing. So that's what I want to point out. Like we're fearing that this person will take all the credit or that they'll take our stuff or um, that their competition or that all of our people are going to go to them. Okay. 
If all of your people go to them, guess what's going to happen? A lot of their people are going to go to you. So if you're truly in a collaborative spirit, you have to understand the consumer. And the consumer never just wants one thing or one person. Have you ever been like, um, I only have one mentor. I can't listen to another book, another podcast. I can't buy another product because I, I only have one shampoo. Like Even if you're loyal to a shampoo, guess what? You're going to go and try that new shampoo that says your hair is going to be thicker. You're going to try it because you're a consumer. We're all consumers. And you know, I found that the most liberating thing for me is to actually encourage people to try other people. And I think it opens up this vast palette of people and it complements you. Because when we try to be all things to people, we actually put ourselves on a pedestal and we we will end up feeling miserably because you'll never be that. So what I do is I invite in different flavors that I am not. And what it does is it actually makes you better. It makes you a better leader. It makes them want to stay longer because they know they're going to get X from you, who you already are. And they're also, you're also going to always try to diversify and give them the things that you're not giving them. So they'll stay with you longer, if not forever, knowing that you will always invite people into this beautiful, you know, circle that you've created for them, the circle of trust, Greg. Wait, was it from, what was that called? Yes, (laughs) the the circle of trust. Was his name Greg? Yeah, Greg Fokker. Greg Fokker. Invite, invite other people in, Greg, and it's going to be great. Like, don't get so stingy. Don't worry about collaborating. Um, and I'm only saying that because that was totally me. Like, oh my God. I mean, I had a moment when I started the Bliss Project. It was like year two. And number one, I was trying to invite people in because I didn't feel like I was enough to run it. Like, I didn't feel like I was yeah. a big enough person to be able to like carry this event. Um, and for people to buy the tickets. So I thought that I had to invite in like a big name. So I had sent out some like emails to invite in these really big name speakers who were way bigger than me and I couldn't afford um, to come to the event. And there was a part of me that was like, I hope they, I hope they say no. I hope they say no because they're going to come and they're going to like steal the show and it's not going to be about me at all. And everyone's going to think that my teachings are really stupid compared to theirs and that I'm like a big fraud. And I think that, you know, number one, they said no because I couldn't afford them <laughs> at the time. And number two, it was like, wow. I was really in fear of, I'm going to look stupid if I invite these other people in. Um, I'm not going to look as smart. And I think that that's also something that we deal with. And it's like, you know what? Just go for the collaboration and also go for people at your level or around your level too. Because sometimes they're the best people to collab with because you guys are kind of in the same arena and going through the same things. Um, And I definitely think it is important to collab with other levels, but you have to know what kind of value you're bringing to them if you're going to do that, because it's got to be an equal energy exchange for people. And you can't get pissed when you're like, oh, they think they're too good. No, they've just put in a lot more work and you, they would be benefiting you way more than you could ever benefit them at that point. So it's not worth their time because their time is so, so precious. So I understand that because I have done that. Like I have tried to get those people to collab. And now I, now I understand now that I have so many things going on. I'm like, oh God, it's just, you have to, you have to really pick and choose with what's going to give you an equal energy exchange um, for where you're at. So that was a that was a long answer, Evans. I really liked it, and I also I can speak as a consumer that to your note that when you said like people are going to try different things, yeah. I like I'm thinking about I still read a lot of blogs because I love reading people's blogs, and I definitely follow a lot of this. They're similar voices, but unique. And I love when they do stuff together or when they're like, hey, this person is like me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, more awesome content that I know I already like. I will sign up. 
For sure. Like we love that. We love when we can switch up, you know, the energy and try new things and hear new voices and new perceptions and thoughts. So, I mean, I think the best collaborations are bringing in the the people and the strengths that you do not have. And then and then by doing that, you actually have them. So, I always think of that like where I feel weak or where I feel like I'm, you know, maybe can't serve people. I invite those people in. I used to try to be that person. Like I was like obsessed with um help me why can't I think of it? Like Joe Joe Dispenza what he teaches. Wow. Apparently I just really have pushed it out of my brain. No, quantum I don't physics. Know either. Quantum oh, physics. Quantum. Like I was obsessed with like quantum physics. So I was trying to read all of these science books. That is not for me. Like I am not going to explain to you quantum physics. And I remember before a bunch of bliss projects, I was so overwhelmed and I was like, I have to teach this, but I'm going to sound so stupid. And then I was like, wait, this is not what I'm supposed to be talking about. I will invite someone in to talk about this or play a video, which I did um, instead and give them credit and then talk about how this is applied to my life. So we're always trying to be this expert. And it's like, what? No, don't try to be something you're not. Focus on what you are and then invite in other people. Like we're meant to, coll- if it was just about us, like God wanted to put other people on the planet. It would just be you trying to learn everything, like talking to the lions, you know? And that sounds kind of fun, but also terrible. Terrible. Because what if a lion is like, this isn't your zone of genius. You shouldn't be teaching this idiot. You're going to be eaten. Then you would. Then you're dead. So stay in your lane or be eaten by a lion is the moral of the story. (laughs) I just think that's, should be the moral of every story. That's all there is. (laughs) And I, you know what? I don't know if I even like stay in your lane because I do think that, here's the thing. I just think a lot of people aren't actually in their lane. So when they hear stay in your lane, they're like, oh, I should just stay small. No, you need to first get in the right lane or left, the correct lane for you. (laughs) And then- Stay in your zone of genius. All right, Evans, I have consumed a lot of your time this morning. This is a long one. Um, So hopefully you didn't have an appointment after this because my a-hole self did not ask you. No, I have have no appointments. Okay. I pray that we're at a point that you'd be like, I got to go. I would tell you. Instead of you like sitting there with stomach cramps and blotches. Yeah, I just just pooped my pants. (laughs) I've pooped. I have blotches. And I didn't speak my truth. I'm late for a meeting. We do that to ourselves. I know. That is, listen, I don't mean to bring up my dental hygienist again, but she said that women are the worst about putting everybody else before themselves. And that's why they, their teeth need to be cleaned more because they just don't spend the two minutes. Another moral of, of the life. story. Put yourself first or your teeth will fall out. Exactly. You're going to have gingivitis and nobody wants to be around someone with gingivitis. Oh my God. You know what's so bad about that is if you get eaten by a lion, they won't even know it was you because you won't have teeth. (laughs) Which brings us back to our first initial point of keeping baby teeth. We have officially become full circle on this podcast. I, You know what? We blow our minds every single time. So... All right. We'd like to leave you with this. Hopefully you're feeling the same elevated way that we are right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, until next time, be questionably awesome. Evans, thank you, for your, thank you for your love, for your time. Thank you for your future you. paper company. I, can't, I just can't wait to write on it. I can't wait for all the hilarious jokes that are going to be on it to send to my girlfriends. Me too. I can't wait to get a letter. 
Okay. All right. Until next time, everyone, have the best day ever. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.